Let's go. <laughs> so we're so we're gonna so we're gonna do this podcast thing where we talk about movies. Yes, but we we are not qualified to do this at all. So let, let's let's go through our credentials. Um, <laughs> so my name my name is Travis, uh, and I am a project manager for a technology company um, with no formal education whatsoever in art, theater. Or anything. No, your degree is a degree from a Bible college. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I can talk to people about things, but not usually movies. Not usually movies. And yeah. I'm a youth pastor. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I throw dodgeballs at kids and order pizza. That's kind of my MO. So, so but, Eric, is a, Eric is a youth <laughs> pastor who is stuck in his childish ways, um, who also has no credentials in, in criticizing movies. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Talking about movies and making a podcast on the Let's Make a Movie podcast yes. hosted by me, Kraft, and my good friend, Travis Hessen. Hessen. Thessen. Thessen. Thessalonius. I don't, I don't know. We'll let the people decide. Let the people decide. <laughs> Travis needs a nickname. So if you want to decide what Travis's nickname should be, besides just, uh, I don't, I tried to think of a good insult and I couldn't. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my word! Uh, but yeah, so Travis, why why are we making a podcast about movies? Like, why are we doing this? So I, I I think it comes from we both enjoy watching movies, but we both enjoy watching lots of different kinds of movies, and we have drastically different opinions, which will be seen in this introductory episode. <laughs> uh, which this episode we're going to be discussing comedy movies, uh, and then we're going to actually. <clears throat> so every episode is going to be. Us discussing a certain genre of movie. Uh, this this episode is comedy, and then towards the end, we're going to use a random word generator, and Crafty and I are going to make our own movie and pitch this to the Hollywood bigwigs because um, they're all listening. Yeah, uh, if you know a Hollywood bigwig, get this to them because there's going to be some golden movie ideas on here. Right. I mean, so if you got Spielberg's number, call him up. Yeah. Say, hey, you got to listen to this podcast because these guys are great. You got a crew in the film industry. Hook us up. Like, so, we, this is 100% all of our intellectual property right here. Right. We own all of it. It's all copyrighted, maybe. We don't have How a lot do we of do that? We don't, have, <laughs> we don't have a lot of intellectual, but we've got a lot of property. I, guess I really don't. I rent. <laughs> so, don't you? You're a renter. You have no property. All right. But, all right. So, let, so, let's, uh, so let's talk about our, our movies. So, yes. This week was comedy. Um, I had to watch Hot Rod, uh, which I'm trying not to like get sick. Just saying, Hot Rod. And I had to watch Hot Fuzz, which was a phenomenal, which movie. was a two-hour British comedy. And my first question to you is, why did you pick the longest movie that you could have? Because it took time. Like I had to sit down and mark out a chunk of my day where I was coherent, like not tired from work, not like you know, getting ready to go to bed, but like actually coherent to watch this film. Okay. So Simon Pegg is a great comedian and is awesome on film at being a diverse character. He's a great actor who is able to be both a serious role as well as comic relief. And the fact that it's British was just a little twist on the traditional comedy that Americans are used to. That I mean, that's fair. It was really dry, so if dry comedy is not your thing. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't love Hot Fuzz at all. But I think the thing that I love the most was Simon Pegg's character development throughout the 
the entire film because it was really good. By like the end of the film, he's finally like given into this being a like a hardcore cop and not just somebody who plays by the rules. And he goes through a bunch of explosions. He, I, he actually he's everything that he doesn't want to be by the end of the movie. Right, it makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a spoiler, but I think like my favorite moment from this film was them first finding the landmine. <laughs> they find this naval sea war landmine from this old guy who owns like a bunch of guns in this like really weird worn down shed. And they think it's going to blow up, but then it doesn't like it doesn't blow up. It's just nothing happens. And then all of a sudden at the very end of the film, it's what's used to kill the main bad guy of the film. It's, it's layers of comedy. It's amazing. Cause it calls back to something previously. And I was like, that is, that's so good. So I really appreciated the landmine scene. It made my my favorite part of that movie is uh, is when they're talking about how it's illegal to own firearms, and <laughs> Simon Pegg goes, "Who has guns around here?" And the Andes say, "Well, farmers, and who else? Farmers' mums." He says, "They say everyone and their mums has guns around here. Farmers and farmers' mums, and so that's what that's what leads them on the trip to go find right." To go to this old crazy dude who has a million guns <laughs> and they get a landmine. Like, I just, everything about it is hilarious. No, it's it's a funny film. And then at the very end, when him and this, you know, this really out of shape bad cop become best friends. It's like if me and you were in a buddy cop film. <laughs> you we're know? both out of shape. <laughs> One more than the other. That's why we're doing a podcast and not a video stream. <laughs> but no, so so here's here's what I hate about Hot Rod. Oh no, it Hot is, Rod's an amazing movie. You're just wrong. Everything about Hot Rod is the opposite of Hot Fuzz. Like, there's no character development. There is. No, we'll talk. We'll tackle all these issues as they none. come. No, none, none, because you start off and you have this. You have this, who knows how old Rod is supposed to be in this movie. Probably 20s. He's clearly a failure, whatever. So you start off with this failure who's living at home with mom and dad. Who, mom and stepdad. Mom and stepdad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the stepdad is a key part of the whole story. So he's living at home with mom and stepdad and a complete failure. No, there is no setup to why he is the way he is. No setup to, there, there's one three second part where he screams about his dad dying. And this is like in the beginning of the movie. So no spoilers. And because he thinks his dad is evil. Can That's supposed to be like his whole, like the whole premise, which is stupid. And (laughs) then of course you get, you get the hot girl comes on the scene, which Denise, Denise is definitely uh, an attractive young woman. Again, no backstory. Just all of a sudden there's this, there's this good looking woman who, who lives next door. No backstory of why Rod thinks she's the greatest thing that's hit planet earth. Uh, you have no backstory as to why, uh, Rod's stepdad has never respected him. Uh, other than like he gets his butt kicked, but Frank's own son gets his, is like a wuss. (laughs) So like that, so it doesn't make any sense. Nothing. And then you've got the crew, the best, Part of that whole movie is Rico. Rico is hilarious. Rico, I've been drinking green tea all day. I go to church every Sunday. 
<laughs> that is the only he is the only redeeming part of that whole movie because the beginning and the end are still a f- for the most part a failure like there's no development and they, there's no backstory but by the end of the film he earns Frank's respect and him and Denise end up together it's it's, it's amazing no, it's, and it's funny not, but it's Spirit not of Bottlenose Dolphin. That's the other. It's the comedy is inconsistent. <laughs> like, there's no. You don't have to. You don't have to watch the end of the movie to know. You don't have to watch the beginning of the movie to understand the end. Like, I hate that. Like, I want there to be some kind of meaning throughout a movie, even a meaningless comedy like Hot Fuzz, where in the beginning he is this uptight, straight edge British constable. Who gets moved to this loosey-goosey farm town that's got some big conspiracy going on. But he goes from this, he goes from this absolute uptight straight edge cop to this, you know, let's just have a good time. I'm here to live life to the fullest kind of guy. And Rod, from the beginning of Hot Rod to the end of Hot Rod, is still just a failure. <laughs> and he and he's still just a goofy. 20-something-year-old who lives at home with mom and stepdad. See, I love... But in Hot Rod, I think I love, like... One, the fight scenes with Frank are great. Gosh. Rod has so many amazing one-liners. Like saying, what, what, what? That's... <laughs> Again, that's You're not, so mad at that. Because it's not comedy. It's just stupidity. <laughs> you... You don't like Lonely Island, do you? No. <laughs> Like the band, like Lonely Island, yeah. Saturday Night Skits, you have nothing to do with it. Because it's just stupid. It's not real comedy. Well, a majority of people would disagree with you. Well, a majority of people can be wrong. <laughs> you're, you're stubborn. Or my, my favorite scene in all of Hot Rod is the scene where Denise leaves her boyfriend. Like she hops out of the car and he's just standing there and he goes, Babe, 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 babe. I, I'm sorry, I forgot Will Arnett's in it, and he was some saving grace. Will Arnett's an amazing actor. Also, Andy Samberg is hilarious. Name name top comedy movies he's made, not Hot Rod. You can't! Because they're not funny! <laughs> it's absolutely he's not. He's in no other comedy movie besides Hot Rod and Popstar. And all Popstar did was make fun of Justin Bieber. Popstar. <laughs> Also, just as bad, but we're not talking about that movie. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's just it is inconsistent, terrible comedy. They somebody woke up and said and watched an Evil Knievel performance or uh, Nitro Circus or something like that, and was like, "I'm gonna make a comedy movie, but I don't know how to be funny." So here we go, almost like us trying to do a podcast. <laughs> Like, we know what we're talking about with movies. Like, that's what because they thought. Because we really don't. That's what they thought when they woke up and were like, we're going to make we're gonna make Hot Rod. We're going to make this movie. But we don't really know how to make a really good comedy movie. So let's just put Andy Samberg in it. Um, and we can't afford Will Arnett for more than 35 seconds of screen time. So let's get him, too, for as much as we can afford. And hope somebody laughs. I laughed. They got my money. I found it for $5 on iTunes the other day. You best believe I bought the digital copy of that film. Five bucks. That's what it's reduced to. Five dollars. It's been out forever. Of course it's five dollars. 
There are other classic greats. Princess Bride, still 20 bucks. Classic comedy. Okay, you know what? It's not my fault you don't understand cult classics, okay? This, uh, is, this Breakfast is your Club. problem. Breakfast Club, great movie. Would watch that till the cows come home. Till the what? Till the cows come home. I've Where never heard that expression before. That's because you're a stupid millennial. <laughs> so you're two years older than me. I'm not a stupid millennial. Just a millennial. Um, dude, Breakfast Club, cult classic, amazing, great comedy, solid character development, uh, amazing cast, great. Hot Rod falls to shambles within like the first half an hour of the movie. I you fell asleep really? in an hour and had to w- wake myself up <laughs> to watch the last 20 minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not funny. Shoot, but I've got to get through the rest of the 20 minutes so I can continue to trash it. You just fell asleep? For, yeah, because it's a garbage movie. <laughs> it's not even that long. My you made me watch a two-hour film that I almost fell asleep through, not because it was not funny, but because it's so darn long. Because like, Hot Fuzz is a great film. Don't get me wrong. But the runtime on that film is ridiculous. It's the it's a standard film runtime with character development and real comedy. I, okay. With recognizable actors that are in more than one film. You know what? Fair. Fair. I also loved in Hot Fuzz uh, when he's getting promoted to the sergeant position to go to the new town. He keeps like... I want the chief. I want to take this to the top. I want to take this to the very top. You, it keeps going up. You want to take this higher? <laughs> uh, yes. You want me to get the chief inspector? Well, yes. Then he just walks right <laughs> in. Want, you want him to come all the way down here? Yes. He's in there. He's there. <laughs> like, and then my favorite, he's like, he stands up and he's like, well, let's see what the team thinks. And he opens the door and they're all standing there ready to congratulate him. They're like, Get out of here, because we're tired of you making us look bad. <laughs> like, everything... I, I love when, like, when he gets to the little town. Hag! Excuse me? And he, she's doing a crossword. Like, it's a, <laughs> but it's like a... Stuff fascist. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, just... Excuse just me? <laughs> little, little passive things. I mean, they're great. And if you like Hot Fuzz, you need to watch Shaun of the Dead. Shaun same, of the Dead. Same exact... Uh, same producers, same actors. Um, different storyline, making fun of all the zombie movies. Uh, let's see what else I'm trying to think. Like they, they have Simon Pegg is just a great comedian mm. and, uh, he's in, it's a lot of British right. comedy films. So not everything's I'm made upset. it across the pond. I'm upset that you didn't like hot rod, but that's okay. Cause it's, it's up there on my favorite comedy movie list. But it's not my favorite comedy. Yeah, I, I solely made you watch hot rod cause I knew you hated it so much. It's like, I feel like all of the comedy that I got out of hot rod, I could I can get out of movies like Jackass. <laughs> Except at least they know they're being stupid. And those are such bad films. And it's just like they're not good at all. But they're funny. That's debatable. You laugh you laugh at That's debatable. At a dude getting a brand on his butt. Like that's hilarious. I or a dude going on a slingshot okay. ride in a poo coaster. Slapstick comedy. Is the lowest form of comedy. No, puns are. Well. I tried to think of a pun right there. I, <laughs> I think we both were trying to think of one and that's that awkward yeah. silence. 
<laughs> so with that, I think uh, I think we need to take a small break, and then we're going to come back to the word generator, right? And yeah, and we're going we're gonna to make our own comedy movie. We're going to make movie. our own movie that's going to be way better than Garbage Hot Rod and possibly better than Hot Fuzz. So. I, I have no doubt it'll be better than Hot Fuzz because my intellectual mind will be behind it. Hey, we'll be right back, guys. All right, so we're back, and uh, we're going to do the random word generator. And now the random word generator, we're going to get four words from the generator to des- to describe the plot of our movie, and we're going to use those words to drive the plot of what we're going to create. Yeah, so we're going to build the idea, um, and then this is all going to this is all going to culminate in the the next blockbuster hit. Yeah, uh, of summer. Uh, well, we're we're at the end of summer 2018, so this is definitely gonna like this gonna be the next Star Wars movie. For this sure. is gonna be the Christmas like comedy of the year. Oh yeah, like, like Daddy's Home Two will have nothing on what we're about ready to create. Like kids are waking up on Christmas morning, like Mom, Dad, I don't want to open Christmas presents. I want to go see this movie. That's right. Okay. So for us to create this movie, I'm just gonna start hitting Enter on the random word generator, and you tell me when to stop. I want you to stop, mostly because I can't stand the clicking <laughs> of getting in here that many times. Oh my gosh! For Bible college students, this is a this is a really good selection here. So our words are revival, contempt. <laughs> I have a lot of contempt for some people. Soil and gradient. I I don't know what that last word means. <laughs> you know what gradient means? Just, uh, gradient, like as in like a slope of something. We're gonna define it. We're gonna make sure we have this a. Is, Thank God for Google. I probably didn't even spell it right. It's hard. Grady Ant? No, yeah. You An spelling. inclined part of a road, a okay, railway, right. so, yeah, or so a like slope. A, so like a slope. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've got, so we've got sloped soil. That has contempt. And revival. And so, revival. So what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just shoot, I'm just shoot an idea. Here. Bring it out. Yeah. So, so backwater Baptist church. Backwater Baptist Church. Yeah, like I'm talking like deep, deep in the swamps of Louisiana, right? Okay. Like, not Louisiana. They don't know how to pronounce it. It's Louisiana. And um, so backwater, backwater Baptist Church. Um, and they are, uh, they live near, um, they live near a trash dump. A trash dump. A trash dump. And uh, the, the gradient of the of the trash dump so the way that the trash company has piled up the trash uh it falls it, down yeah, it's, into the church's backyard yeah and so this it becomes uh it becomes the i say it becomes the backwater church's uh goal to they they think that this is going to be like armageddon they think that like this is the way god is going to wipe them out god is going to wipe them out <laughs> With uh, with a trash hill. So in this town, do they have internet? I mean, because I think make, it's, I think a small backwater Baptist church in Louisiana, like, like dial up, like they have dial up, but they can like barely use it. Like they got like those signs that you see like when you're driving out in the middle of nowhere, fast rural internet. Yeah, and like the definition of fast rural internet is like what we had in 1995. Beeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I love, I lo- like, everyone's afraid they're going to wipe it out. And you have this really old preacher guy. I think he's one of the main characters. Yeah, and then you have a son who went away to college, left Louisiana. Prodigal son. Comes back 
comes back and he's like, you know what? I love my hometown growing up. I'm a businessman now. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to breathe revival into the city. And he walks in and everyone's thinking Armageddon's like right around the corner. But he knows that like outside, like everything's fine in the world. There's literally no war at this time. Everything's peaceful. It's just a small little town of like 5,000 people in Louisiana freaking out. Hashtag spoiler alert, kind of like in the village, Stephen King's village. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So like kind of something like that. Yeah. And like, so yeah, so he goes away. I love that. He goes away and he goes out to college, learns, you know, all about the world and everything like that, which of course he does that um, against everything that his family and his community. His dad's like, no, 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 you got to go to Bible college and be a preacher. Yeah. You got to go to, you got to go to a local Bible school two minutes down the dirt road. Um, and he comes... <laughs> And yeah, he comes back and he's like, and the, I think the whole movie is, is the PK, the preacher's kid, uh, convinced, like trying to convince the town, like they think they're all going to die and Armageddon is coming and like doomsday, doomsday preppers are left and right. And the whole film is this kid, this college age kid. trying. He's to like convince, 24 years old. Yeah. Just trying to convince this community. Like you don't understand this. <laughs> Everything's okay. Yeah, like, like everything. They're is like, no, we're hard. gonna die. Yeah, I, I would love it if like one of the climactic scenes is they're in the church for like this town hall meeting because that's where all the meetings are held in this town. And like over time, you see these meetings of everyone freaking out slowly but surely in the town hall meetings. And then while they're in this meeting, the kid gets up. He's like, guys, you're all being idiots. Like he goes off on the entire town because he's finally fed up in this climactic scene. And then the trash hill, the gates, like blocking a majority of the dump, break. And all you see is just mountains of trash, camera shot, narrowing down on this church. And then the church is just obliterated with all of these people in it, with nothing but trash, like just rolling down this hill. Everyone gets out. They smell disgusting. No one dies. They freak out. And the kids just left standing there with the dad looking at all these people covered in trash and they just flip run to the town and start looting yes yes i like that i like that and even leading up to that leading up to that so kid comes back you know impending doom of this trash pile coming down and crushing uh the town um you know stiff breeze blows Hmm. right and they're right by this trash heap so every time a breeze blows, they get a whiff of it, of course. Um, but, you know, something blows off the mountain, blows off the trash mountain and ends up in town. Like everybody views this garbage that blows into town as like a holy symbol, like as a, <laughs> like as a sign, like as a sign of the times. You've got those guys on every street corner with God is coming. The end is near. This old Coke kid says so, <laughs> you know, like. Like they're just, I mean, they're just everything, everything about just this one mountain of trash, like is what, is what is driving them to think like this is the end of times. And I mean, just stuff as simple as stuff as simple as, you know, like an old newspaper blows by and the guy goes, you know, there's some, there's some crazy. This paper is from four months ago. Yeah. (laughs) This is God. God is telling us that that our world began to end four months ago. You know, just like, just every time they get a piece of trash off the mountain, they have some lunatic idea. Because none of them understand science or anything like that. Because 
small rural community that believes that like God's over here and science is over here. Right. Yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. coexist. Definitely. And <laughs> I the kid the kid walks into town and he goes, None of you understand like anything about physics and how this works. If you pile trash on a hill, naturally it's eventually going to fall down like Jenga. <laughs> and and of course, you know, being being this uh this strong, uh deep rooted community their whole rebellion the whole time is going to be, uh, you know, you've lost your faith. Uh, you left. But the kid still believes in God. Like, he says that over yeah. He's like, I still believe in God. No, you don't. You left. Guys, I, I, love, I love Jesus. It's just a I trash. I watched a church for four years it's just a in trash, college. It's just a trash pile, guys. Like, it's just a trash pile. Um, I love the idea of, uh, of the trash pile coming down and wiping out the church. Right. It's such a good idea. I definitely think like that has to happen. That needs to be, I would say like three quarters of the way through the film. And yeah. then like the last like quarter of the film is recovery. So the revival, like the revival part. So, so the trash mountain comes down, right? Okay. Wipes out the town. As you say, they all begin looting, right? Going nuts, robbing the local, you know, general store, all that kind of stuff. And well, it's trash heap, right? Right. So, totally regulated like there are there are government regulations around uh recycling facilities and trash facilities and everything like that so days go by and they've looted people are like living in this heap of trash stink and i think it i think it starts to build up to like government vehicles are rolling in (laughs) for trash cleanup (laughs) and the town is like who are you people and they go, well, you know, the, the dump went down the next town over. We, you know, we heard it impacted this town. We're just here to clean it up. What do you mean the next town over? You know? <laughs> and like the whole, the whole community is completely miffed that there is something outside of themselves. <laughs> like they're like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean you're here to clean it up? This is God punishing us. And then it just... And it's like this really like casual guy, like a waste management, yeah. like little, uh, what are those things called that they wear? Um, well, like jumpsuit. Like yeah, He's in a jumpsuit, of... but he has like crossing guards wear them, uh, vests, Re- reflective, reflective vests. He's got yeah. like this green reflective vest on. He's just a really chill dude. He's like, he's like Korg from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> he's like, it's uh, trash. Can't clean it up. Not a big hey, deal. Uh, does anybody want to help clean up some trash? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so like super chill guy and so and i think what it i think what it ultimately like the the sincere like because even the worst of comedies uh such as as aforementioned hot rod uh the worst comedies even have like some hint of some kind of lesson in them and i think that it i think that the movie moves to uh like like the ending is the town is working together with like the government officials and with the with the right and they're cleaning up the town and it even goes as far as like uh the town is is committed to helping neighbor towns clean up after the right clean up after the trash the the trash pile collapse i think it'd be cool to do like at the very end like because the entire time i picture like the father and son relationship being like scorned strained and like very strained and so there's these kind of climactic funny scenes with them where like they just 
get into all kinds of trouble because it's like, no, dad, I never was mad at you. And he's like, no, you were mad at me and you're a bad son. <laughs> that kind of thing going on. But at the very end, the dad and the son come together. They start working together again. And we get like a five-year flashback. The kid has become the local businessman of like monopolizing this town. He's got internet in there. He's got a Walmart now, a Target. Like tons of people have moved in. Like the interstate has come the through. The interstate has finally come through. This backwater town has like evolved. And the church that his dad was running now has this new beautiful building, not just this old rundown building from like the 1700s. Right. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> like I love, I love the idea of like the revival of the town um, and the father and son coming together. Like I picture... I picture like the whole movie, the dad is just blaming this. Like we're being punished as a town because you abandoned, yes. you abandoned us. And oh. like God is punishing us all for, for the sins of the one kind of thing. And that's like the tension that is, that is wrestled with, with these comic reliefs. Yeah. Right. Like I just, I see at one point in this movie, like the little kids at the town having like a trash fight, like, you know, <laughs> You know, like, like you see snowball fights in, in, in Christmas movies and everything like that. Right. Like in this movie, the trash pile comes down. The town's gone to hell. And <laughs> all the little kids are like, Mom and Dad, I want to go and play. And they're going out and the kids are just having trash wars. They're slingshotting trash just across the town. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is this is, this is is the next blockbuster. This, this movie would be amazing. But every good, amazing movie needs an amazing title. It does. It does. So the first thing that popped in my head, and I don't think it's very good, but I think it'll give us like a okay. something okay. to work off of. Love found in a trash heap. Okay. okay. Or revival out of the trash. They're both bad. They're really terrible. Oh, but I think they might help you like find something to work with, maybe? Because I'm having trouble here. I don't know, like, thinking something like... Where the trash is. Where the or, trash is. Or Ooh. like um, or uh, or clean souls. Clean like some, souls. Like something, you know, like just something, just like I like uh, the clean souls. I, I really, that's I'm good. Really, I really, really kind of like that. <laughs> um. Oh man. Uh, like from uh, or like from under the pile. Or like, from under the pile is good. Like just oh gosh. Uh. I like the, yeah. Out of the trash. Out of the trash. We haven't found that great one yet. No. We're circling around it. It's there. I know it. Um, this is much more difficult to come up with the title back, than it was to come up with the movie. Back, backwater cleanup. No, no, no. Backwater cleanup. No, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. It, it was so easy to brainstorm my whole storyline. <laughs> That's, now I know why, like on IMDb, when you when you search like actors and it's like upcoming projects, unknown but going to be released in twenty in twenty nineteen. Like, what the heck do you mean you don't know what it's called? It's coming out in less than a year. Now I like understand. It's difficult struggle. to come up with a title because you want the title to be good. Yeah, you want people to latch onto it. Um, we need to name the town. I, I we oh, need we didn't name, name the, town. the town. We need to name the town, and I think it's going to steer us toward our title. It's a backwater town. I mean, what if we just have it as simple Bethlehem, as Bethlehem, like, Louisiana? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the title of the film. No, so, um, Bethlehem Going Under. That's it. You guys didn't see it because it's a podcast, but like my mouth just got like yeah. wide and my eyes like got starry. Bethlehem I think Going the, Under. Bethlehem Under. Yes. Yep. Bethlehem Not, Under. Yes. Period. Yeah. Okay. The story, the story, the trashy story of a backwater revival. Boom! All right. That was a really epic high five. <laughs> all right. Sorry to all you headphone wearers. Like, oh, man. Ugh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we need to have two actors that we w- I want to make for this film to kind of close it out. Okay. Because, like, if we're dreaming this film, right, we obviously dream like actors. Who do we think plays the son and who plays the dad? Because everyone else kind of is just, like, you can get extras and cameos in there. It can be a lot of, like, that thing. But, like, those are the two main characters, the son and the dad. Have you seen... Have you seen um, Have you seen the Kingsman Knights of the Golden Circle? I have. Okay, the dude who plays the preacher in the like super racist, hateful church. Yes. Oh, so no, sorry, that's the first one. That's the first one. Yeah. So in yeah. Uh, in Kingsman, like the like, he's the dad. He's the dad. <laughs> he's the dad. He's got to do an American accent, but that's okay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he was a redneck. He was a Kentuckian redneck. Remember, he the, he's the pastor of that church and. Oh, and they all hate. They're like they. They're racist. They hate yes, like, that's right. So okay. good for the head pastor. It's been forever since I've seen the first one. It's really easy because it's this, like same role. And then, but the kid, Andrew What's Garfield. He could pull off a great twenty-four-year-old. Yeah, he's like forty now, I think, but he still looks good. <laughs> he looks really young. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is or, like, perpetually like, stuck young. You know, Tom Holland, I think, would be a good. Like, if we want to switch oh. to a newer Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland's always a good choice. Yeah. I think uh, he would be good. Um, are there, like, no young actors anymore? Because, like, I For, struggle. Like, strong, strong comedians, I mean. It's a it's a lost art right now. Yeah, you don't have a lot of young ones. Yeah. Not a lot of young ones. Uh, Dimitri Martin is the kid. Yes. Done. Dimitri Martin is the kid. John Mulaney. Because John Mulaney has that, like, lengthy awkwardness that I think this kid would have. Okay. But also, like, the like the confidence to walk in and go, you guys are being done. Like, he could yeah. elevate his voice oh, and, yeah. you know, do the thing. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> have any of you gone to school? <laughs> you I need the it. internet. I love it. Yeah. We have the internet. You have one modem for the entire town. It's in the library. The library is closed every day but Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Set. There's this top two cast. Uh, so we need all of our Hollywood friends. Reach out to John Mulaney if you see him on the street. Let him know we have a great film idea. I mean, there's only going to be like 12 cast members, so budget's pretty low. We can't um, really afford to pay you, John, but we'd love to yeah. – Love to meet you and love for you to be on it. And yeah. then I don't know what the racist guy from Kingsman is. But. I don't know his name either. I just know like <laughs> backwater country redneck preacher. He just worked out perfect for it. So I don't right. know, you know. I mean, I'm sure we can just walk into Louisiana and find any backwater country preacher and just say, hey, we're going to film you for a little while. Nothing like read these lines. one out of 50 states. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Let's Make a Movie podcast where we like to alienate people. It's a passing percentage, I guess. We still have 49 out of 50. <laughs> Thank you.
here's the deal. Uh, we want to let you know that if you go on Facebook and you like at Thrifty Media Co., uh, facebook.com slash Thrifty Media Co., if you like, comment, and share the Facebook post of this podcast and you share saying, hey, this is my favorite moment from this podcast or this is what I liked about the movie idea or this is what I loved about Hot Rod or Hot Fuzz, um, some really like cool comment based off the podcast, uh, we would enter you into a chance to win a $10 Fandango gift card. Right, which uh, as we said earlier in the podcast, no purchase necessary. We just need you to like, comment, and share uh, the post of this podcast. Um, and furthermore, uh, if you want us to watch a specific set of movies or you just have general feedback for us, uh, of course, you can always comment on the Facebook page. Uh, but you can also hit us up at let's make a movie at thriftymediaco.com. And that is also another way to get us some suggestions or just completely insult us. We take both. Yeah. So luckily, Travis reads those emails, not me. So my feelings will be spared because I have low self-esteem. It's only kind of a joke. <laughs> Hey, uh, thank you for listening to the Let's Make a Movie podcast. We're your hosts, Kraft and Hessen. Uh, We've enjoyed uh, talking with you. We'll see you next time. Bye.